It's the Greg and Dan Show podcast, and my name is Kelch. We can't wait for Dan to yell, rolling, because he's not here, and yeah. if we'd be waiting all day, and there'd just be a lot of dead air, so let's not do that. We but could just wait all day. Rolling. Well, you said, oh, I know. Go find him rolling from a previous one and stick it in there, <laughs> Put it and, in then, there. and then it'll be right here. Here's three rollings. Here we go. Rolling. 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 Oh, that was great. Beautiful job. Beautiful job. That was great. And high five to everybody. Uh, impromptu podcast, me and Caleb Kelch on a Monday. It's Monday, July 18th, 2022. I got something on my mind right away that I would like Ooh, to sell you. What's on your mind? I think this is kind of freaky in its, um, in its coincidental nature. Okay. I started watching a movie. I actually told you about this off air. Not a movie. Series on Netflix, Resident Evil. Evil, yes, which is based on a movie, which is based on a game, a video, a video game, game right? yeah. zombies and stuff, end of world kind of scenario. Yeah, at the beginning of this series, it said it's set in London in the year twenty thirty four. Okay, not far away. If right, you think about and it. And the lady is. Uh, it's it's obvious that the the world has been destroyed and everything is in chaos. Mm -hmm. And the voiceover uh, of the actress says the. Um, end of the world was predicted to happen in 2034. And so you think, oh, well, it happened. The trouble is it happened in 2022. And so it happened sooner than everybody predicted it was going uh -huh. to happen, which freaked me out because just in the last few days, climatologists and weather people and scientists who watch the weather released a paper about what the weather is going to be like in London in 2050, right? In 2050. Mm. Within 10 days of them publishing that piece of paper, the weather that they're having this week in London is the weather they predicted in 2050. They didn't think it was happening now. Yeah. They were like, uh, yeah, we're going to have 110 degrees. And that's unheard of in, in Great Britain. Yeah, in, it is. In the UK. Uh, and a lot of people, they don't have air conditioning. I mean, they're like under emergency orders to don't go out if you can't do it or go to a shelter or do all these things to mm -hmm. keep cool. Uh, I just thought that was freaky that both that of them freaky. and both of them had to do with London. Well, OK, I love the environment. Yes, you do. And I I read up on this and I actually did hear this. And uh, it is hmm, it is interesting because we are in a climate crisis. Uh and there are a lot of individuals who do not agree with that. Uh, it, whether you call it global warming or climate change, it's a climate crisis. I'll be completely blunt and honest about it. Uh, and I, I hope that uh, you, if you're listening, I hope you understand that that's what we are a part of. And we're just trying to, we, we cannot, okay, we are at a point now, we cannot fix it. But we can assist it. Can I say this? about that or at least ask about yeah. this i don't disagree with what you said yeah. but i am curious about human behavior i'm always curious mm -hmm. about that and so there's the human behavior right now of in fact maybe of folks listening who say well i don't believe that's true and that's interesting to me as to what your motivation is to deny 
what's pretty provable. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 fairly science. fairly easy to prove. <laughs> science can easily prove that the climates are changing. Yeah. The argument has always been over what our role in it is and yes. so on and so forth and what we can or cannot do about it. But and and I agree with you. I we can't fix it. Mm-mm. But I wonder because we haven't really been talking about it for long. Yeah. Eh, Dan and I have been doing our radio show for 17 years. I would say it would come up occasionally 10 years ago or 12 years ago, but not much. Mm-hmm. But we certainly weren't talking about it 50 years ago. Oh, no. no nobody was. A small the, the, number. A small, a small, small, small scientist. People have always been talking yeah. about yeah. it. But the number has, I mean. Right. But the reason I bring that up is even 50 years ago, I'm not sure we could have fixed it. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know. To to be honest, I I don't know if there's if there's ever been a way to fix it. I I think we've always wanted to find ways to fix it. In in reality, we we have a lot of good ideas of how we could fix things, but it's never going to happen. Because there's always going to be that other side that refuses to make it happen. Right. And unfortunately, for many years and even up until recently, a lot of those individuals were the de- decision makers. They were in the chairs actually pulling the levers, pushing the buttons, and making things happen. Right. Right. And that's why nothing's really occurred. Uh, today, I do think we have a lot of ways that we could have changed it. But unfortunately, we're way, way past Yeah, that, that. ship sailed. Yeah. Uh, so it's... Um that is an interesting thing to think about. And, and of course, I'm a lot older than you. I, I, I don't have, if, if we all live to be our expected life expectancy, yeah. uh, I don't have as much time as you do. And it's not going to impact me as much. Yeah. It is going to impact you. Exactly. It is going to impact your little sister. It yep. is going to impact my younger kids and well, all of my kids. Um, it in, already in, is. In some, yeah. But, I mean, may, maybe I know that there are pockets of catastrophic events, pockets. Yeah. But I think at some point there will be an enormous one. We're, talk- of, we're talking I'm, regions. Yeah, I'm, being yeah, yeah right. I, yeah. I'm, at some point down the road, there will be a cataclysmic oh. natural occurrence that will, I don't know, kill millions or yeah. wipe out power. And unfortunately, each and every day, they're showing statistics that it, we're approaching it faster and, and sooner and sooner. Do you think that makes people uh, want to disengage then? If you have a fatalistic approach about the world mm-hmm. and you go, well, okay, uh, we got all that stuff going on. We have all the geopolitics going on. We have all the war stuff going on. We have disease going on. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to be high or yeah. I'm going to drink or I'm going to uh, do pick a, pick a behavior that makes you feel good for a minute and just check out. I, I think there is some element to that. Even people who are not extremely news connected and yeah. don't always watch what's going on. They know something's up. You can just feel it in the air. Yeah. There is a, there is a, there's a feeling in the world that it's not quite the way it was. Yeah. And well, since, since the beginning of COVID, you, you know, really? I, yeah, I, right. I think a lot of people, and that's kind of where a lot of a divide has taken place in our society and in our world is the fact that you have a life changing event occurred right in 2020 and a lot of people are trying to go back to that normal life 
but that's not going to happen. It's a new normal. It's a new right? normal. And that, yeah. that's why in 2020, a lot of doctors were constantly saying, you mean the new normal, not back to the old normal, because that old normal will never be the same. But isn't that funny? Oh, gosh, we're getting real deep on this. But yes. <laughs> isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Take COVID out of the picture altogether. Mm-hmm. There's never a predictable normal. There's never been a predictable normal. The new normal is always the new Mm -hmm. is what the scenario is because you don't know. Nobody predicts from day one to to day a hundred and thousand that you're dead, whatever. I don't know how many days I'm living, but, (laughs) but, but, uh, but, but I don't know what's happening when I leave this room. We think we do, and that we're weird that way, humans. We like predictability. Yes. We love it. And we, as much as we hate monotony, we know, oh, i got to go to work again today, yep. same thing. Here we go. Di- hey, how's it going, Bob? <laughs> Different day, same blank. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we hate the monotony. But if it was crazy every day where everything was wildly different, like it's been the last couple of years, mm-hmm. we don't like that either. We don't like that either. Well, okay. Yeah. So this kind of goes a lot to do with the future. I like the and, future. And 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 that's, you know, a very large thing as we look at the future uh both very uh frightening and also like, oh, it, there it is and it's it's normal and, and right. here's the future. But right. it's it's like that new normal is changing with each second of the future because guess what? Each new second ahead of us is now the future. Shut up. Boom. <laughs> Shut up. No, I know what you mean. And I know we're going around in like, uh, like weird psychological circles here, but, mm-hmm. but I like, I like thinking about it. And, and I, and it does scare me sometimes because of death. And death is the part of everyone's future. It, we're all going. Yep. We're all, it's all going to happen. Going. It's uh, to all of us, but. Every day there's tragedy. Every day there's somebody yes. who finds out that they are dying or they do die yep. or they're killed in an accident or a shooting or whatever it might be. You just never know when And And I think about day. is it going to be my day or even more so that I worry about is my children. You know, as a dad, uh, uh, yeah. losing a kid would be – I can't even – and I know many of you have lost children uh, who are listening to this. Uh, it, it's – I don't want to think about it. So then I block it. And then, so then I don't want to think about the future. I just want to think about right now. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's easy for me then to just go, uh, all right, what do I, what can I occupy my mind with right now that has nothing to do with that? Yes. Oh, I know Facebook or a uh, TikTok, which is just as or worse TikTok <laughs> or something. Oh man. Those screwy people at TikTok have got me. Gosh, darn it. TikToks. Who, who owns TikTok? That's that Chinese company. Yeah, right? so I don't know okay. the company's name. So though. no, but it's not Facebook or Apple no, or something like that. No. Okay. The reason I bring that up is I I was really loving TikTok about a year yes, ago. Yes, I recall this. And I, <laughs> I used to joke and I called it the TikTok and all that. <laughs> but I would spend a lot of time looking at those videos, and I really you got send a kick me videos out of almost every oh, day. Oh man, it was great. <laughs> and then I figured, like, no, nah, this is bad. So I deleted the app. Yeah, I don't you got off of it for com- a while, right? Completely. I haven't been on it for a long time. Until this weekend. Oh, no. Great. And I don't know what happened or, or how it's happening, but I just showed you a moment ago, uh, I think, uh, if you are on Facebook, at least on my Facebook feed mm-hmm. on my iPhone, every once in a while there will be some little videos that show up 
those are TikTok videos yes. that they have embedded into their their format. And then if you click on one, then it just go it just it just starts the feed. Yep. And I spent of... about twenty minutes yesterday doing it again. You get lost in the I cycle. I get lost in the yep. cycle because it's fun. Yep. Uh, and and it's all. I'm not sure if it's fun. It is mindless. <laughs> And mindless, going back to all the things that you and I were just talking about yep. a little bit ago, is exactly what I'm looking for. And I think what a lot of people are looking for. And it's why people are now having difficulty working. They don't want to yeah. work. I was like, they don't want to think about anything. I just want to like just chill out. I also think it's why people are aggressive drivers now. Oh, I think they find that there's some. I think that's why they're need, aggressive in general. Some yeah, some need to. Oh, to put it out there because I don't have control over this, which we never did. Yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> we just but thought we just, did. But we thought we did. We yeah. we, we fooled ourselves. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm talking in circles. But anyway, the um, I, I want to talk about uh, weddings for a second. Do you mind oh, if we talk about weddings? We can definitely talk about weddings because this is wedding season. We're in July. Yes. There's a lot of weddings happening. I know that you uh, have many weddings to go to, a or you're in. Or somehow involved with yes uh, over the next weeks and months ahead. Uh, I've got a wedding coming up that I am going to be the uh, the uh, what do you call that person? Efficient. The efficient. The efficient. Efficient. The, Did I say efficient? What, what if what if I am very good at it? I could be the efficient officiant. I like that. Okay. The E O. The E O. The big E O. Big E O. <laughs> Farmer in the dough. I don't know what that meant. Um, <laughs> But uh, you also DJ weddings. I do, yes. And that is a skill that I admire because I know zero about how to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I probably could figure out how to play a song. Oh, yeah. But that's not what DJing a wedding is. DJ wedding is reading the room, reading the oh, vibe, it's, it's doing so all that It's so much stuff. more than just how do you playing approach the song. That? How do you approach that? Uh, so what I like to do is I will create, I, I will usually communicate with uh, the bride and groom. Uh, and I will kind of ask them what platform they prefer uh, what does that mean? to have. I, I, what I do is I make a playlist. And so I'll kind of like if they use Spotify, I'll just make a playlist on Spotify. And I won't actually play the songs from that, but I'll send them a playlist of music that I'm thinking of playing. So that way they can kind of get the gist of and they can listen to what songs, especially if they don't know a song. So prior to the wedding reception, they'll have a, a version or at least a suggested yes. version of the playlist. Correct. This is that what they I can know. listen to at their leisure. Yes. And, and they go, can oh, kind of yeah, figure out this good. is what we yeah, want to play okay. or right. we don't want to play. But I am I'm someone that I really think it's your day, right? You want the music yeah. played that what you want. Like even though you, the bride and groom, are not always on the dance floor because they gotta go say thank you for everyone coming right, right, and taking right. pictures and all that. But it's the fact that it's still your day and you want to hear what you like and what your family likes, what your friends like. You don't just want to hear what that guy in the in the booth wants to play. What would you do, Caleb, if the bride and groom said to you? We want you to do it. We All don't me? care. We don't care. Okay. We trust you to know how this should go. Mm -hmm. Would that be okay with you? Oh, of course. And, okay. and to be honest, it was a little bit of, of both sides from this past wedding that I DJed. Good friends of mine I went to college with, 
they asked me to DJ their wedding. And so I, I put together some playlists and, and, and for dinner and for the uh, reception. And they had their suggestions of what they wanted to add and all that. And obviously certain slow songs and, and right. first dances that they wanted me to play and all that. And, uh, and I made sure that I had all that together. But they also, uh, they trusted me. And they know I love music, and and I I will say like I'm good at being able yeah, to yeah. to feel music and to read music. And so when it came to the room, I had certain songs that I knew I wanted to start off with. But then I also knew uh, what I like to do is I like to think of two or three songs. Okay, this is this is where I'm at right now. This is where we're at. Where can we go from here? And it's all about the groove. It's about BPM. And like if you can Beats feel per it, minute. yes, if you can feel it. I thought it, for a minute it was batten per minute. Batten per minute? Have, when you first said I thought you said beach per minute. And I was like, yes, very beach per be, minute. Beach per minute. Batten <laughs> pretty manly. How about that? Batten pretty manly. Yes. Okay. 98 batten pretty manly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There you go. But so the the good feel for BPM is usually around 120. Okay. Right? So right. a good 120, 140 give me, an beat. Idea, give me an idea of a song that's at 120. That I would um, that I would know. Think of like Let's Groove Tonight. Or Let's, let's Groove, groove tonight. By, Earth Wind of Fire. Yeah. Earth Wind of Fire. Yeah, that's that's so, one twenty? That's it's Ish. around one twenty. Yeah. Okay. I think it's a little faster, but it's around one twenty. Really? So just just kicking yeah. like one twenty to one forty is always good yeah. and having that range. But, and then finding the right right kind of open window yeah, yeah. to put a slower song in there. Or yeah, maybe something even yeah. faster. Right? How fa- it, how fast is the fastest? I don't know. BPM. I mean, I mean, there's all kinds of different BPMs. No BPMs. Well, is there 200? Or is uh, yeah. That, oh, there's, or is that there's like 200. Stupid? Typically, you get between 120 to 135 when what, it comes what's to Cotton like Eye pop Joe? music. What's Cotton Eye Joe? I gotta feel it. Probably around 140. Um. I have a new game. I want to play. <laughs> I have a new game. I want to play. On the, we'll do this on the radio show. <laughs> it is we ask Caleb what the, what the BPM is on particular songs, and then you have to like I, if, for, for folks who well you couldn't see this because this is uh, radio. <laughs> uh, he was like standing there making this all go. He he, could, he was singing the song Cotton Eye Joe, and he's like head. <laughs> and uh, if that turns out to be true, I am stunningly amazed. <laughs> I have no idea one way or another. Yeah. But, but uh, so so find the groove and read the room. See if people are tired. Correct. See if people are uh, yeah. that guy. And over I there, take a lot of requests. That guy over there looks like he's about to have a heart attack. That yeah. kind of stuff. Maybe well, we should. Have you ever been anywhere where anybody got sick or got hurt? Uh, gotten hurt? Yeah, like heart sprained attacks, ankles. What I mean. no, oh heart no, no 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 no! Like guy. sprained ankle? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but never, never uh, like a heart attack or anything right, real dangerous. What are they doing? Yeah, like dancing real crazy and all. Oh yeah. no, they rolled. Do you usually a guy? Like uh, this was a little kid. Oh, yeah, good. in particular. Um, uh, weddings, I- <laughs> weddings are cool in that. Re- the reason I ask you about whether or not it would be okay if nobody uh, suggested anything to you, mm-hmm. when my wife and I got married, we told the DJ just do what you want. Yeah, we told the florist do what you want. We told the That's caterer, impressive. do what you want. We didn't. Because we, we a went, lot of people like to control no, when it we comes went to weddings. everybody that was involved in our wedding and just said, you know us, do what you think is so right. So did you know the DJ? Yes. Yes. Yes, we knew him, Ed. Ed. His name is Ed. Cool. The only thing we asked him was our first song. That was yeah. the only thing we and asked And that makes him. sense. Yeah. yeah. I like to be, I mean, I like to be accommodating as much as possible because, again, it's your day. What's and the, I want your day to be special. What's the weirdest first song you've ever done? 
first song I've ever done. Oof. Is there anything that stand out was just like unusual, um, strange, funny? I did have a request one time to play um Man, I feel like a woman to <laughs> kick off. And I don't by Shania Twain. I don't know. That like I think that's a good wedding song, but yeah. that just seems like such a, that's a fun a weird first dance. That's a weird first dance song. Yeah. Or or I guess I guess not necessarily first dance as in like bride and groom, but first dance as in to kick off the reception. For a weird first dance song for bride and groom, oh gosh, there's been a few. There was a really odd like country song i heard uh, i think this was like in 2019 um it's just i don't know just i'd never heard of it before it, you could tell it's kind of by more of an obscure artist mm-hmm. but it had a lot to do about like going trucking and i don't know just some of the lyrics is like this is definitely yeah, like, different but if you love it then that's all yeah, you no, and i'm no, happy for cool. you you know ours the reason i asked that is i think ours is one of the weirder uh, uh dance songs mm-hmm. uh, husband wife first dance songs um don henley and kermit the frog it's not easy being green. That is a great song, though. It's a great song. That is an odd first dance song, <laughs> but the way I see it is like if you, if, you know, it's we your love night. That song. You're in love. Yeah. Whatever song we were you also want, trying to surreptitiously making a statement. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this past wedding that I DJ'd, the first dance song was a cover of "How Deep Is Your Love" Ooh. by the Bee Gees. I heard of the cover simply because when they gave me the first dance song, I I, I looked it up, right. and oh, beautiful! My gosh, Greg, you would love this. Who sings uh, it? Uh, P.J. Morton, I believe, and Alex Isley, I think is how you pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, oh. Can we my hear? Can, can we hear gosh. some of it right now? Can we hear some of it? Let's yeah. listen. Let's yeah. listen. How deep is your love? bit crying i'm, yeah. a, I'm a little bit it's teared incredible. up i'm a little bit teared up <laughs> it, it is it's like it's i a love great the cover. Bee Gees. i do but, too uh, but that's and a that great song cover. okay all right okay. we're gonna get into it let's go musical caleb comes okay. out okay i and i i had this i was i was talking to kaylee about this the other day um i love music i just i get i get in my feel sometime just because especially when i'm i'm having a rough day you know mm. with some of my mental struggles and and uh there is just something about music that can just pull me out and, and That's good, call man. me and just and just keep me going in times where I feel like I can't go any longer. And and it just there's just something beautiful about music. And I love the song How Deep Is Your Love. That song, there's something so peaceful about it that can really just ah, it could carry me throughout the day. But when I heard that cover, it's a piano version, acoustic. Yeah. It is so nice. beautiful. I like it when people take a song that you think of only one way. Yes. And then turn it on its head. Yeah, I heard I heard a song the other day. Jim Croce is a guy that I used to mm-hmm. I used to like his music. I used to like uh, I love all Rest that stuff. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. And it was a cover of an old song working on the chain gang. Oh. 
This is a, like an old, like, spiritual song. Yeah. Right? And just the way he did that was, like, super cool. I was like, well, I, who would have thought to do that song that way? He was so talented. He was better than I, than yeah. I gave him credit for because I got hooked up into, uh-huh. you know, uh, bad, bad Leroy Brown and all that stuff. It was all kind of funny and fun, but he he was he was pretty good dude, man. Mm-hmm. He he knew some stuff. He did, and um, he was he was a part of that kind of Americana folk revolution in yeah, a way. Yeah, and I, I unfortunately he passed a little too soon before it really started to take off. Uh, but I I think uh you know two spearheads uh, leaders of that neil young and bob dylan you know they're still going to de- yeah today yeah and, and he's in that group yeah, yeah he's in that and group. he's definitely a part of that group yeah. john prine was a part of that group um and a lot of those guys uh they just they had something about them uh that was really unique and they kind of had that blue collar-esque yeah. feel to them very you know midwest americana like we are americans you know that's funny about that i was reading and i've been a big fan of bill withers for oh, most of my yes. life and i was reading up on him the other day and he that's where his he he tried to place his music there of course mm-hmm. he's a black man and he and he was getting pressure yeah. from record companies to be more urban to be more whatever they wanted whatever it was that he wasn't and he was like, "Look, I just I'm a guy who works at a factory." Yeah. And in fact, his first album cover is him pictured with his lunchbox yeah. at an automobile factory, I think in Detroit or somewhere. And and his and, and he was lucky to find people to keep his music pure. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys that did that for him is a guy named Booker T. Jones yes. of Booker T. and the MGs. I had no idea. He got a hold of of um Bill, when Bill was making his first album, he produced the first album. So he helped him create that sound and keep it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the part of music. And I'm not a musician, but I like it. Yeah. And, I, and I like... I you like can it. respect it. Well, and I like how musicians respect each other. Yes. Uh, and they help each other. And they always have each other's back. And they create something from nothing. That's what we're here for. Yeah. That's what we're here for. It, it, it yeah. goes back to the beginning of the conversation with life. We're all in this together. We're all on this wild ride called life together. Let's just rock out and just flow.